Welcome to That Groovy Scoopcast, your go-to audio hub for all things Scooby-Doo. And this week, we're going to be checking out the New York Underground. But Derek, what about the Gator Man monster? The Gator Man monster? Oh, <laughs> yes, it's a legend of a sewer worker that lived so long in the sewers, catching and cooking gators, that he finally became one! <laughs> or, or something, I'm not sure. Welcome back, guys. My name is Derek. And I'm Shannon. And today, we actually will be checking out The New York Underground, the title of our episode we're watching from Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. This is our very first time reviewing an episode from this series. I was nervous. Were you? How do you feel overall, like, about the episode? I mean, I definitely... First impression of the show itself? I definitely like them more, or at least this episode, definitely like it more than the new movies, which, okay, which right. is what I was scared. It was going to be like. It was going to be like, yeah. Um, because the last time we saw, like, guest hosts, it just wasn't good. I don't, I, I guess I still don't love it, though. No. I'm not stellar about it. Halsey is our guest star of the week. And I don't know. She She was entertaining. But there were even just times where I felt like it wasn't flowing as well as I would have liked. Yeah. I don't know. They try. I, what I did like about it is that they gave her and Shaggy like a common thing. Like a common interest. Yeah. So they both liked poetry. And so it kind of gave that a way for her to connect to the group rather than, you know, Don Knotts being a random sheriff in the city that they happened to stumble upon. Yeah. You know? So it was at least something that, like, it made sense for her to be there. But at the same time, it's like... She felt very shoehorned in for me. Like, she's just casually hanging out at this poetry slam in Central Park. I made a note of it of, like, what is a superstar just doing at a poetry slam? And it's not really even that that bugs me. I guess it's just because she's a star and Shaggy is not. Is not. I don't know. Yeah, there was... We'll get into that. Yeah. Before that, we will kick off the Mystery Machine match, our weekly trivia competition where Shannon and I try to figure out which one of us knows Scooby-Doo better than the other. Currently, I have 26 points on my side, while Shannon has 23. Have you looked over your questions? How you feeling? Eh. I, I think mine are hit or miss. Okay. Like, I think you'll either get them right away or you probably won't get them. Okay. Um, As always, Shannon, you can start us off. What sport was Scooby-Doo doing when he meets the ghost of Captain Cutler? He was surfing, right? Yes. Okay. Here is your first question. The episode Weird Winds in Winona takes place in what southern U.S. state? I can give you options if you want them. Yes, please. Okay. Options are Louisiana, Georgia, or Mississippi. And what's the state again? Or what's the... (laughs) I almost gotcha. (laughs) What's the city? Um, The episode title is Weird Winds in Winona. Did you say Mississippi? I did. I'm going to go with Mississippi. It is Mississippi. The city sounded familiar, so I was like, I I know I heard it somewhere. Um, Derek, which friend gets into a fight with the masked wrestler in the Scooby-Doo movie? Uh, Daphne. Yeah. Awesome. 
Uh, here's your next question. Linda Cardellini, who played Velma in the Scooby-Doo movie, also starred with Reese Witherspoon in what comedy? What did she play in? I don't know. No idea. No, because the only other thing that I've seen her in is uh, the new one that she's doing, uh, Dead to Me, I yeah. think, on Netflix. I, th- I honestly, I think that's the only other thing I've seen her in. She was in Legally Blonde. <gasps> oh, my God. No, she was. See, and I almost <laughs> guessed that, but I was like, no, because that's stupid. <laughs> yep. Yep, she was. I'm stupid. No, you're not. <laughs> What's your last question? Whose coffin do the young detectives find in Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? Is it Gordon Tall or Silas Long? I think it's Silas Long. Correct. Cool. Here is your last question. Which spooky TV family appeared in the new Scooby-Doo movies? The Addams Family or the Munsters? The Addams Family? It was the Addams Family. You are correct. (laughs) I, from the get-go, was going to say Adam's family, and then you said the Munsters, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings our totals to me with 29, you to 25. All right. I only got a couple more episodes left to catch up. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it, but that's all right. That's all right. If I'm going to lose to anyone, it might as well be you. The only other person (laughs) you play this game with. (laughs) Well, that was this week's Mystery Machine match. Ready to move on to our episode of the week? Yeah. Okay. Well, the premise for the New York Underground is coming from Scoobypedia today. Scooby enters Shaggy in a poetry slam at Central Park, where his competitor is singer-songwriter Halsey. Yeah. Does not mention the Gator Man monster, but that's okay. I mean, that premise is how the episode starts off. Why did Scooby do this? My thing is, why did the gang let him? Yeah. Do my other. Like, I question... hope they were already going to New York, anyway. Yeah. Like I hope they didn't just go to New York so that they did... could do this with Shaggy. And did they know that Shaggy would be up against Halsey? That's unclear to me because you know when he actually realizes that he's on stage or anything like that. I think it was Fred that said like he would be nervous if he was him too. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Because I, because th- Fred just seems like scared no, of poetry. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that that he is really triggered by poetry like, for some terrified reason. Terrified of it. Um, I yeah, it's not really clear whether or not like Halsey was part of the promotion for this or not. But I'd like to imagine that she wasn't. Like she was also just in New York and was like, "Fuck it, let me go to this poetry slam." Halsey, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Like, I'd like to imagine again, that she wasn't a, any part of this. It's such a mix-matched pair of talents. Yeah. You know? Like, Shaggy's very amateur and only does it when he's just in his free time. Yeah. Alone, when he doesn't want an audience. And then here's Halsey. Like. Being Halsey. Yeah. But the episode does begin with the gang in the Mystery Machine driving through Central Park. Fred is driving on a bike path? Yes. And as the bikers are yelling at him, he remarks on how friendly that the locals are. I mean, we've met the people that they surround themselves with, and they're not always nice. No. So. I mean, it was definitely they had to point that out to him, though. Yeah. It didn't really seem to click in no. the end. No. Shaggy's in the back seat of the van. He's blindfolded, because this is going to be a huge surprise for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's, like, saying how he wants it to be, like, a, probably like a cheeseburger buffet or something. And there was a gag where Scooby's trying to, like, direct him onto the stage. How many rights are there? Yeah, he's just like, your other right. Your your other other right, your other other right, and he keeps just crashing into shit. 
Uh, but he does eventually get up on the stage, takes off his blindfold, and he's mortified to see... There's like a thousand people there. Yes. Why are there so many people at a poetry slam? Halsey. Honestly, though, maybe she, she was must part have of, been part of the she promotion. had to have because nobody gives a shit about poetry like that. Unless, like, New York is just a very surprisingly poetic place. <laughs> the slam promoter, I don't believe I wrote down his name. I didn't either. But he has really bright pink hair. Yeah, and I hate it. The moment I saw him, I think I whispered over to you, he's the villain. Yeah. Because he was. He was. (laughs) But he announces that this is the 15th annual Central Park Poetry Slam. And uh, Shaggy's freaking out. Here comes Halsey in her spotlight. So a couple of things here. First off, it's not fair for anyone to go up against any pop star. But, like, especially Halsey, who actually does have a book of poetry that's, like, published and out there. Like, she's actually a known poet. Is she? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that book that they showed in the it's episode a, was real. It's book. a real okay. book. Like, okay. I, I assume that was kind of like a promotion thing, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, but like she actually has a book of poetry that is out there for the universe to read. Yes. And they're just going to send Shaggy up there like nothing? Like, he's never even performed poetry for the rest of the gang who are his best friends. Like, And like, there's actually a prize for this, too. So the promoter says that the, the prize is an antique brass key to the city. A key to the city? How is that fair? That's such a random thing to give to a poetry slam winner. And because we know what the key, like, actually does, like, how did this even become... A prize at all. Who got it? I feel like this belongs in a in a museum. In a, yeah. In anything. Like, it does not... Like, this belongs to the Keeper of Knowledge. This should <laughs> not be a prize in a Central Park poetry slam. Well, and Halsey mentions it later, but that key is purely symbolic, so it doesn't... Act, it's not actually supposed to open anything in the city. Well, I mean, well, it does open It does open, like, vault, the but, like, vault, but, like... But, like, nobody actually actively knows that. Uh-huh. It's just this random brass key that they're calling the key of the city. It's not... Yeah, because she straight up says it's not worth anything. No. So that's so stupid to me that I'm like, they probably found it on, like, the fucking street or something, and they were like, yeah, this will be it. Right. The slam actually does kind of begin. I don't recall if Shaggy actually said anything or if it was just Halsey that got the whole thing going. I honestly blacked that whole thing I don't even remember. All I remember is that Scooby's in the audience. He's just casually eating some cheese blitzes. Mm -hmm. He's got like 20. Because of course. Did you notice that no matter how many he ate, he always still had like 20? (laughs) Cartoons, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does start to feel like a rumbling underneath the sewer cat that he's sitting on. And... It turns out that it is the gator monster of the episode. Fred ends up naming it the Gator Man Monster, and I hate it. For the rest of the episode, we're just going to call it the Gator Monster. Or just the monster. Why the Gator Man Monster? It is dumb, and I don't like it. No, I always just wrote Gator Monster. What did you think of its design, though? It looked like a costume. You think? Sometimes. So sometimes it looked like a costume, and then other times it looked like a gator. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, it wasn't super inconsistent, but it was just at some points it seemed, like, fatter and more, like, costumey. Okay. And then other times, like, it actually looked terrifying. Hmm. My note for the first time we see it is the gator man is scary, but he's not out for blood like we've seen other monsters recently. He's just after that key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately. 
when it does start to wreak havoc in the area, Shaggy just straight up ditches Halsey. Oh, yeah. He kind of, like, you know, spins her around on stage as he's running away. But he's just like, bye. Deuces. Love your music, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I noted that Halsey just straight up, like, leaps onto the monster. Oh, she had no fear. Yeah. And the key ends up in... Scooby's, like, tray of cheese blitzes, which makes, like, an imprint in one of the blitzes. I think he, like, falls on the blitz, and that's, like, what pushes the imprint in, but Something like that, yes. Um, They do end up using the imprint from the key, because the key does get swiped by the gator. Um, But they use the imprint of the the key and the blitz to make a cast, and the key does function... You know, that key that they make does end up functioning just like the real one. You know what's frustrating, though, too? The gator swipes the key but i for the rest of the episode it's almost like he doesn't know what to do with it yeah because he has it and he has the information on the treasure he's looking for yeah so like why doesn't he just he's taking the time now to just terrorize the gang yeah for no reason when he could just be productive on his own mission he literally could have had i didn't even think about that. yeah he could have gone done his thing by the time they even found the knowledge keeper. Yes. Like, he probably would have already been gotten done. away with what he was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, he, like, wanted to do all this extra bullshit and... Just and that's play why up he lost. the character of the, the gator monster? I guess. I, I don't know. know. So when they get the cheese blitz and they, like, make the key out of it, this is the first time we actually get, like, a good solid look at the key. Yes. Uh, and I did point out that the key has the all-seeing eye on it. Of course it does. Uh, so, you know, Illuminati. I just thought it was weird because we later find out that the key belonged to, like, a super rich man who had, like, all these secret tunnels and stuff. And it's, like, it's very Illuminati-esque without saying it or, like, whatever. But it was just, it was very, um, odd to me. I have a note about when the gang actually, like, formally meets Halsey. Oh. So... I've only watched a few episodes from this show, but when they meet the celebrity guest star or character, whoever's going to be in the episode, they, like, all say in unison who the person is, like, in awe and everything like that. And I'm not really sure I like it. It just seems really... Did they do that in the new movies? Um, I don't think they did it like that. I feel like sometimes it was just them, like, being like, oh, hey, I know you. But, like, it was, like, one person doing it. Like, in this case, it's, like, all five of the main characters in unison being like, oh, my gosh, it's so-and-so. Is that, okay, so then, because I feel like they've done it in the past, not at all like this, but... I, because this does kind of play off of more of a where are you than the new movies. How do you mean? Like the logo and like the little song and stuff is more like where well, are you? Well, I mean the you? general setup, you yeah, know, it's yeah. back to a 30-minute format. Yeah. But. So when they pulled off the mask, is that when they would all yell like, Mr. Green, me, me, uh, Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, so I think, think it's probably just the opposite, but this time it's for them yeah. introducing the I think, the like, yeah, I think they're still trying to, like, play off of that. I don't love it, though. No, yeah. I agree with you. I don't – it's – it's this one in particular, I don't know how forced. the rest of them – It's so yeah. forced. I mean, and it's so long. Yeah, I mean, that's the gag, though. So I wrote the entire thing down. They all say in unison, famous sing – Do you want to read this together? If you If you think we can <laughs> – Famous, famous singer, singer an award-winning, award-winning multi-platinum, multi-platinum alternative, alternative pop, pop maverick, maverick Halsey. Halsey. And then 
they end up being clarified that, you know, she doesn't always go by Halsey. So then they repeat themselves, but this time they say, famous, famous singer slash award-winning multi-platinum alternative pop maverick Halsey, whose real name is Ashley Nicolette Frangipan, like the flower. That's going to sound good. great. We did great. <laughs> we had to high-five ourselves, guys. Um, Yeah, I hated it. Yeah. And, you know, I even think the villain says it. At the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't add her actual name, but yeah, he says the whole thing, and I'm just like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, did not love it. No, did not. Uh, but Shaggy is a really big fan. Yes. Yeah, that's why I said before, like, he just straight up ditches her on stage. Yeah. <laughs> despite being a fan. It's kind of like when Daphne was saying that she's such a huge fan of the Fates Fools boy band. And the then never Vegas speaks episode. to them, yeah. Well, never speaks to them, but then also is the first person to accuse them <laughs> of committing the, the crime. <laughs> she's like, I love them a lot, but they're probably they're criminals. They're probably evil. <laughs> <laughs> I made a note that Scooby needs to leave Shaggy alone. So he's always overhearing Shaggy doing his poetry mm-hmm. when they're at home. He listens to him while he's making food. Or doing yoga. Or taking a shower. Yeah, he's just straight up taking a shower. Although I did make a note that Shaggy needs to wear a, a swim floaty when he's in the shower. Oh. Did you see that? Yeah. He has like a like a it's like a duck floaty. I thought it was like oh, interesting. Okay. You gotta be safe, uh, I guess. Are you afraid of drowning? Right. I wrote a quote down from Halsey. I don't remember exactly why she was triggered enough to say this, but she says something about. Something really burns her bacon burger. And I like that both Scooby and Shaggy, like, ignore the burn part, and they're just like, hmm, bacon burger. Right. Uh, This is where we find out that the key was actually symbolic, too. It it, it didn't open anything. It wasn't, like, special at all. It was just a key, which we find out is the exact opposite of what the key is. But okay. Right. The Poetry Slam producer, like pops up from underneath a bunch of chairs and destruction. He also says he, like, shit himself. Is that what he said? Did no, you catch he did it? did not say that. No, so he goes like, oh, I have to go change my pants. No, I did not make a note of that. Yeah, 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 because I was sitting there like, he shit himself. That's cute. <laughs> like, because he comes up and he says something and along the It's not the... true because he No, was... because he was the villain. Right. I'd like to imagine he also shit himself. He was just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> he got the key and he was so excited he shit. And so then when he popped back up, he was like, I gotta go change my pants. Uh, um, he's going to a sewer, so it's... The... Greatest place to dispose of that. I would also like to change my pants after being in a sewer, but okay. But yeah, I wrote down, he was just, I, I don't know what it was. The first time we saw him, and then when he pops up out of the, the chairs, instant villain vibe to me, you know? I don't know what it is. I just, I feel like once you see enough Scooby-Doo, because they all follow this, like a similar format mm-hmm. of you meet two to three people, and like either the first or second person you meet is the villain. Well, there was only three or four characters in this that we could possibly have suspected, and because there there was the the random sewer guy. Yeah. I don't want to talk about him yet, but then there's the guy who runs the food stand who you get to pay yep. with poetry yep. to get food. Oh, I in had there. a whole thing about him. And then the keeper of knowledge who is just pure. I love her. She's my favorite person now. Or Halsey. I don't think that they would do that. With, <laughs> no, I know. No. But the keeper of knowledge is now like my favorite character in this episode. I'm just going to throw that out there. Derek has her on such a high pedestal. I want to I want to be here when I grow up. We need a pop Funko of her. I want to go and live with her. I'm going to go find her in the sewers. In the sewer yep. in the underground of New York. Yep. You have a great time that, doing that's, that. That's, I think that's my calling. Um, Have a good time. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. 
Because I won't come visit. (laughs) (laughs) So the New York Underground, it's just a whole thing of sewers and underground rail, you know, subways. To get there, you have to almost get hit by a train. Well, that was Halsey just taking her sweet-ass time. Does she just not know how to get in there? Because she really was struggling. I don't know. Now, how do you feel about this entire community and this episode being so poetry-obsessed? I I don't really like it. No, it was very... Okay, so I made a couple of comments um, because, like, the hooked Scotsman... So when they first get there, Scooby and Shaggy find food, obviously. Burgers and nachos, I think it was. And they just start eating it. And first off, you're eating other people's food. That's gross. But then this, like, hooked Scotsman, he's got one hand and one hook and he's all angry that they're eating food and he's like you haven't paid for it but you will and that's when we find out that you don't pay with money down here you pay with poetry and my comment for it was how does paying with poetry pay anyone's bills like because there's a whole bunch of lights on down there and unless you're hooked into like the city's electricity and in which case what is that just is that why my taxes are so high (laughs) You know, and then, like, how is he cooking this food? Like, all of these, where is he getting this food? A lot of logistical questions that are not solved by poetry being their form of currency. I would also like (laughs) to imagine, too, that he gets his food. Like, they all exchange with goods instead of money. And so in order for him to get the food for down there, he goes to, like, a meat man. Mm -hmm. And the meat man doesn't want money. He wants, you know, whatever. And so that, you know, it's just a bunch of, like, fucking side quests. And it ends with you doing poetry to get your burger. It's dumb. Oh, I hate it. No. I'm not a huge fan of the poetry thing. And it must just be because Halsey is the guest star, but... That's why I think, like, I don't know if they were trying to... Because they do show her book a lot. Like, Fred's found, like, flipping through it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this was, like, a big play-up to be, like, Halsey's a poet. She's got a poetry book. Like, maybe she wants to be known as a poet now. I don't know. It's very odd. I made a note that when... Scooby and Shaggy pass this hallway while they're down there. You can see the gator monster just like hiding in the it shadows. Was scary. And he looked a little scary. Like yeah. it kind of reminded me of like a Mystery Incorporated spook yeah, yeah, in a yeah. way. I actually, like I wrote in all caps, did not like that. Fred is really upset about the poetry still because he's just not getting it. He says that it's mysterious. But not in a good way. I asked, who hurt him with poetry as a child? <laughs> Later on. <laughs> but then, you know, Daphne just spontaneously has Halsey's book of poems. Yeah. The only thing I made note of from that book for the rest of the episode was a line from one of the poems Fred is reading out of it, where he says, chocolate milk is life. And I have to agree. And what I the only other line that I paid attention to was when Fred asks Halsey, hey, when you said here, it's something like... I, I love good-hearted people and but I don't, don't like, like bullies. bullies. And she goes, it means that I like good-hearted people and don't like bullies. And, and he's, he's like, like what? Oh, <laughs> It all makes sense. So, yeah. While um, the food thing is happening, Velma discovers this door that has the same symbol on it as the key. She just, like, wipes off the wall? Yeah. How would she know like, that? Yeah, it was underneath, like, paint or dust or something. Yeah. My thing is, the gator does attack, and... It causes a bunch of cement to collapse in front of the door, so they can no longer use that door. 
but they say, okay, well, we'll have to find another way around. What where, what was that going to get them to, though? Because we later see the actual entrance to yeah. the room that the key is supposed to unlock. And it's like, so what was that door for? Because I that wonder... was not, that wasn't, in terms of the elevation that we see in yeah. this episode, because they go further down the sewers from here. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't match up. Like, this door is three levels higher at least. What I imagine is that it led to just, like, an elevator that took you straight down to the thing. Like, straight down to the the trailway. Okay. That's the only thing that would make sense to me. I know that they use an elevator at one point to get out of there after they unmask the gator. But it can't be the same elevator because that door is still blocked. Well, the door is blocked, but the elevator would probably be inside the door. That's what I'm saying. Like, they entered the door and the elevator's on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, but it just it was dumb. Yeah, I didn't like it. This is where Velma pulls out her like tablet and she calls it the Velma has all the answers device. The internet knows all. I rolled my eyes. Yeah. Uh, After recent things that we've been watching with her, I, yeah, I'm I rolled my eyes. But then we also find out that they are so underground that they don't have internet connection, and Fred is worried about poetry again. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, this is the point when he asks her about the the bullies the and bully good-hearted thing, yeah. people thing. And I think when he was just like, oh, we cut back to the other four members of the gang. And we just see Daphne just silently, without words, just put her hand on her forehead. And that it, was a mood. That was, like, <laughs> it was a mood. <laughs> they suddenly encounter this random man. On a harness. We he don't just, get his name. No, we don't get a name. We never see him again. He drops down from the ceiling of the room they're in, in the sewer. And he just basically just tells them, this is no place for... Topsiders. Topsiders. You know, people who aren't from the sewers. And he says that the sewers are his domain. I'd like to imagine that he's the guy that they think is the Gator Man. <gasps> he's been down there for so long, so he feasts on the Gators. Yeah. <gasps> I'd like to think Maybe. that he's the That's, Gator Man. I, I like that because there's no other in-episode explanation of who the fuck that guy was. Like well, He leaves and we never see him again. <laughs> either that. Well, okay, because he says that he's going to keep an eye on us and then we never see him again. Yeah. So it's like I'd like to imagine two things. First off... He's the worker that's been down there for so long that he eats. He's now a gator. Yes. Uh, Rumored to become the gator man. Yes. And then second, he had his eye on them the entire time. We just never saw him. I hate that. (laughs) It's a new fear. And the the thing is, neither of those are contradictory to each other, so they both could be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if he's like a were-gator? A were-gator? Like a werewolf, but like a were-gator. Why would he be a werewolf? No, he's a were gator. Like he transforms into the gator man. Oh. So like what if like half the time that they're getting attacked by the gator man, they're not getting attacked by the the promoter of so the like, so when they get, stand, they're getting attacked by a real gator so man. So when they get attacked so okay, so whenever I say that the gator looked kind of costumey, that's, that's actually costume. Whenever it looked scary, it was the actual gator. So that would explain why it attacked him in the underground and then buried that door because it, it that didn't help the promoter at all. It hurt him so if anything. Anytime. So that was the actual gator. We just cracked it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, basically, we don't see the gator again, like, the the fake one, until it's attacking them in the room where the rail car is then. Okay. 
I'll accept it. We, we, we just saw the mystery, guys. Yep. We just saw the mystery. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we meet the the keeper of knowledge, my favorite character. So it's like this, this underground library. That's really what it is. And they just decide that they're going to use this room to get a little bit more information about everything going on, what the deal is with this key, da-da-da-da-da. Because books she, are the old school internet. Yes. What was it? I think Halsey said that. Yeah, some, somebody said it. <laughs> This woman's fucking nuts. Oh, she's amazing. Like, I love it. I, I just, I so love it. She says that she's keeping her words and she's keeping her wits. Do you remember Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus? Yes. It, yes. It's her. It's her. It's her cousin or sister. <laughs> but she lives in the sewers. Yeah. When she's shown the symbol on the key that the gang re- recreated for this mystery... She explains that it belonged to J. Jacob Ascot, which Fred had to clarify no relation to him because... Fred doesn't have the word Ascot in his name at all. It's fine. It, it's fine. And apparently the Keeper of Knowledge had books on the guy, but they were stolen. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> and she explains that he was the wealthiest man in Manhattan at one time, and he was responsible for building, like, a majority of the city, and... As a result, he had, like, a private train car and railroad underground, and he kept a safe in that rail car in which he, like, had a treasure. You mean, like, the Illuminati would? Possibly. (laughs) But the treasure was lost, the rail car was lost, and it hasn't been seen in, like, I think she said 120 years. Yeah. So there's that. Velma is like, well, what about the gator monster? And that's when we learned that it's a legend of a sewer worker who... You know, has been down here for so long, started eating gators. But she's not sure. She's not, she's not sure. sure. Yeah, but... I mean, because it's just a rumor. And and he's not a real gator. He's a were-gator. He's only a gator sometimes. That's, it's, it's hard to identify the man. That's the thing, is that's why it can't be totally confirmed, because there's not always a gator just running around killing people. Sometimes it's a random guy who is prejudiced against topsiders. Yeah. So, can we talk about her disappearing gags. Oh, my note was that the knowledge keeper can't do magic to save her life, but that doesn't stop her. She, like, throws, like, a smoke screen on the floor to, like, just magically disappear mysteriously. And then we see her, once it clears, like, trying to go down a sewer cap, and everybody's just like, we we can see you. And then she, like, continues talking. And she does just say that, like, when they get to, like, a golden door to lift a lamp at it, like, in, but it's not really explained right then and there what that means. No, and then the, no one brings a lamp. They're like, yeah, we don't need it. It's fine. But, I mean, honestly, with this woman, would you really have taken that advice? Yeah. You would have? I take any advice given to me. It's why my life's such a mess, Derek. <laughs> no comment. No, I, I would, uh, I... Somebody that calls themselves the knowledge keeper and has given me information that as far as I can tell is true. Like if you're going to, if she's telling you there's a secret tunnel with, you know, whatever, and you're going to go try and find it, why would she lie about the last part? Well, it's not that. It's just because it was so nonsensical the way she's saying it. While she's also just being real dramatic going down the That's fair. She is doing that. And then she yells, when you get to the golden door, lift a lamp. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's fair. After they leave that room, though, they're just walking through the sewer, like, just straight up in the water at this point, and I'm just disgusted. It's green. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But Daphne did clarify through poetry that it's a storm drain. So it's not gross. It's not, like, shit and piss. 
it's still gross. I mean, um, 100%. I don't want to be in whatever washes down the storm drain. I didn't take note of what triggered this trap door. Oh, okay. So what happened was somebody, like, leaned on one of the pipes and the trap door opened. Okay. Um, but it, it ultimately leads them to falling down this whole drain and landing on a pile of just sewage and trash. But why is there a secret door that leads to a pile of trash? And the worst part is it's not the only one. Oh, I get more <laughs> upset. Hold on. We'll just we'll keep going. But we get to this pile. And Dabney suggests that this is probably where the Gator Man monster lives. Which is fair. Because they get attacked by him. Yes. And they also find the books of the Ascot guy. And I think it was Vama who's like just completely fascinated by finding these books. And she almost dies trying to grab them. Right. Because when the gator monster does start to chase them, she goes back and grabs them. So because the books were there and we know that the promoter had the books, does that mean that that gator was the promoter? Maybe this time. Or maybe he was hiding them there. He probably hid them there maybe. Well, I mean, once he already had the clues, did he really need them anymore? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he probably just could have left them there because they're just trash now. It's like he doesn't need them. And, and it is a pile of trash. Well, so. he also doesn't have enough respect for the knowledge keeper because he took the books from the library, which was a big no-no at the end, as we hear. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the gator just starts chasing them around the sewers. There's a gag where they're just running in between tunnels and, you know, coming out one it, way it and was the, the other way. It was the classic, like, Scooby-Doo when they open a door and run out. Right, yeah. right. Um, I did like, there was a little Ninja Turtle reference there when they all, like, the whole gang comes through in, like, Ninja Turtle, like, in Ninja costumes. Mm-hmm. And They're then doing, they, like, little flips and stuff. Yeah. It was really cute. And then they come running from the other side and there's just a whole bunch of rats chasing them. I made a note that the Gator Man monster was scared of both ninjas and rats. Yeah. But the rats just had me laughing. And there it's were not, so many There of were them. so many, but also the speed at which they're <laughs> running is just making me <laughs> laugh. Like, I think Shannon was just looking at me like, was this really that funny? (laughs) (laughs) They end up in another part of the sewer, and Velma basically says that she found a page in one of the books that she found that is apparently a clue to finding the the train car. She goes, this is a clue, but I don't know what it is. How the fuck do you know it's a clue then, Velma? It was just a, two pages with a bunch of dots all over. It It literally didn't say anything. I thought it was going to be Braille. But it turns out when... When uh, Halsey pulls out some lipstick and she draws lines, it's music notes. But she only she only goes like right to left, but then up and down lines start appearing too. Yeah, she's doing horizontal. Oh, I hated vertical. it. Yeah, it was. And dumb. then all of a sudden, so then she sings the notes in the ground underneath the sewage. Yes, lights start, start appear. Yeah, it just happenstance right where they are. Though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just happen to happen be right, to be right where there. that would unlock. I wonder if it goes throughout all the sewers to like lead you to those trapdoors because it leads to another trapdoor with more trash at the bottom. Unto which I have to ask myself: If you are a rich man. Why would that be your second entrance? You're going to get to your golden door and it's going to, you're going to smell bad. You're going to be covered in trash and sewage and just rain and shit from New York that's gone down the, I don't understand. (laughs) But this is where we find the golden door that happens to be steel. It's just painted golden. I wrote that Fred is a stickler for misidentified metals. (laughs) Because Well, my issue is, is that like, you're such a rich man. And this whole thing is supposed to be, like, glorified, but you go with a steel door and then just paint it gold? Yep. What, did you need to cut some costs there at the end? 
I don't fucking know. I hate that. This was so stupid. They do get in because <laughs> Halsey shines her phone flashlight on the door instead of having a lamp. And they find the train car. The gator chases them into the train car. They lock themselves inside the train car. They open up the safe. That's inside the train car. <laughs> and there's a scroll. Yes. Well, I, I like that when they saw the scroll, they were all in unison. Wow! A scroll! Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't care. <laughs> so their only solution to get out of this situation, because the gator's, like, attacking from the outside of the car, is to just open the door. That's what Fred says. Yes. And they do so. He comes in. Fred trips him into the safe and locks him in there. And this is where Halsey goes, Fred, your poetry is traps. And Daphne's like, see, you've always understood poetry just in your own way. I rolled my eyes so hard. Oh, I wanted to throw up. (laughs) But yeah, so this is is, uh, the poetry promoter is the Gator Man monster. Yes. So the poetry promoter, I assume helped set up the poetry slam. Uh, so why would he not find another prize instead of the key for the poetry? Like, he could have avoided this whole thing had he just grabbed the key from the start and said, hey, it was stolen, let's get another prize, because this was just some random fucking key nobody gave a shit about. So he literally, wherever they found the key, could have just been like, hey, that key got stolen, uh, let's get another prize. Maybe, like, a cash prize, because fucking, you gotta go up against Halsey. You know, I had an alternative solution to this. Why doesn't he just make a cast of the key, like the gang did? Like, that's my thing. There were so <laughs> many fucking things he could have done. Like, they could have just made another copy of the key, because it functioned just as well. Yeah, I was... I we was, never see the key that was stolen again. No, because he never gets to cho- get a chance gets to, to use choose, it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he wanted to basically just find the treasure and read the most amazing poetry in the world, I suppose, that the Ascot dude had. It was dumb. The poetry had something to do with um, the Statue, the Statue of, of Liberty. Liberty. But yeah. I made a note about how the Keeper of Knowledge reappears, and she's, like, pulling on the guy's cheek, saying, no, 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 that's a no, no. And I think it was Dama that remarked about how he stole those books from her library. Yeah. And <laughs> this part had me cracking up so bad. So she does the whole smoke screen again. But this time, she's just... Very walking calmly, away. silently walking away. And Shaggy's just like, lady, we can still see you. Just like last time. And she just continues walking and doesn't say a no. thing. She doesn't look back. She doesn't say anything. I'm dying laughing. Oh, yeah. That was so funny to me for some reason. She, I want her confidence. Yes. So the villain was just like, well, before I go away, like, can I at least see what the poem said? And they're all just like sure. Velma, like, pulls a switch because they're suddenly on an elevator and that elevator, like, I think I mentioned this earlier, the elevator takes them back up to just a ladder that goes up the sewer cap and now they're on Liberty Island. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if they rode the train car to No, they didn't. No, they did not. They were in the same room that they were in Oh, yeah, because they were outside of it. No, yeah. yeah. The train car is evidently, like, directly underneath the Statue of Liberty. I mean, they did walk away a ways. I don't know. They read the poem. I didn't bother reading now what it said. All I know is that the episode ends with Scooby dressed up like the Statue of Liberty at the souvenir shop. Yeah. Scooby Dooby Doo. Yay, Halsey. <laughs> <laughs> so that was 
The New York Underground, our very first episode we were reviewing from Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. What did you rate it? I gave it a six. Oh, okay. I guess I don't really love this as one of my first impressions for this series, but I think that there were some colorful characters in here that made it up to me in terms of the mystery. Like, the Gator Monster was cool to me. I thought it was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the name was stupid, but... The Keeper of Knowledge was funny as hell to me. That random sewer dude that just came out of nowhere and never reappeared again. Like, what the fuck? It, I mean, <laughs> it was just such a really colorful environment where you're just seeing all these random people in an area that we don't really ever see. I've never seen the gang go into the sewers yeah. for the entirety of the mystery. So that was something different. I think that's what I like, is that it was a little different. But I really hope that other episodes for this series are a little bit more streamlined and flow better when it comes to incorporating these guest stars because I don't really think Halsey was all that well incorporated. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it a six because I definitely don't feel neutral about it. I feel more positive about it. Just nothing that I think is all that much impressive. Okay. What about you? What do you give it? I gave it a five. Okay. And not necessarily because I'm neutral about it, Similar to you, the characters did make it up for me, so I didn't want to give it negative, but I definitely wasn't feeling super positive about it, mm-hmm. because I think, like, just the bad and the good are very even here. Mm-hmm. So it, you get, yeah, you get, like, the colorful, the funny, create, like, the, the they put a lot of creative thought into these random characters. Mm-hmm. I wish... The Keeper of Knowledge sold it for me. She was solid. If I, I think I might have given it a five if she wasn't in the episode. <laughs> Honestly. Like, they put so much creative thought into all of these random characters. I wish that they would have put that creative thought into Halsey, who was supposed to be, like, this, like, she's our guest star. She's the reason we're watching this episode. She doesn't really feel like she fits in any yeah. of this The at only all. reason that she is in this mystery is because she's, her and Shaggy both like Poetry. poetry. And, and the poetry thing was just so hit over the head. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, way too much. Yeah. Yeah, I would have preferred once you got to the, like, I th- I think that beginning bit where they introduce her with the poetry with Shaggy is great. Love that. Um, I think that once they get into the underground, they could have ditched it and it would have been fine. I didn't like the whole you pay with poetry. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't necessarily love I would have been fine with the treasure still being the poem. Yeah. Or whatever the case. I just don't like that the poetry was just throughout the entire episode. And we focused so much on Shaggy being into it, Halsey being into it, Daphne trying it, Fred Fred being being scared scared of of it. it. Like, what? I don't know. No, yeah, it was too much. And and that's the whole thing is I wish that there would have just been more thought into the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Because you did have these really fun characters... But then, like, the characters that actually matter were real shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it a five. Okay. Well, with your five and my six, we are awarding the New York Underground a 5.5 on the Scooby snack meter Before we move on to our fun fact of the week, I did want to make a note that I can't fault the New York Underground 4, and that's just the animation for the series. Mm-hmm. I think only three characters are kind of wigging me out a bit when it comes to their new redesigns for this show. That being Shaggy, Daphne, and Velma. Shaggy, I don't have much to complain about. Shaggy, his arms are just really skinny to me. Like, his model is just really skinny, and I just... It's weird. He's very lanky, yeah. Daphne, I don't know what to say about her. She just doesn't look correct. And it's not... Because I think they made her a little thicker. Mm -hmm. 
than what we normally see, and that's fine. But for some reason, she doesn't look proportionate. Yeah. Especially when she's lined up with the other members of the gang. The thing, it's... I think I was noticing it most when you're yeah. seeing the group as a whole. I don't know what it is, but I'm just noticing that with her. Mm-hmm. No, she. I noticed her above everyone else. And it was. it's very, very noticeable. I don't enjoy it. And Velma's face is really round mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. And I think her lower body is a little slimmer now, which is fine. I don't care about that, but it's just something to note. That's a, I, I don't care her, her that... Her sweater looks baggier. Yeah. That's, I think, what it is. Well, that's the thing. I don't care that Velma lost weight and Daphne gained weight. I could give a shit less about that. Mm-hmm. But it just looks weird. Fred and Scooby look fine. Yeah. I think they look perfect. Scooby looks really cute. Yes. I'll give, I'll give that. That's... Really all I gotta say. Fred, the only issue I have with him, and it's not anything, I'm sure I've had this issue across all the series, but his smile is just so scary. Oh. <laughs> like, and, and I always, like, Fred's facial expressions are always a lot. Uh-huh. So it's not something new. It's just Fred's smile scared me a lot this uh, episode. I'm still also getting used to Velma's new voice actress, Kate Michucci. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same girl that voiced her in uh, Be Cool. Yeah. But she sounds so different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't hate it, but it's just, it's something you got to get used I to. I got to get used to it. So our fun fact for the week, <laughs> I made it about the Keeper of Knowledge because I just really, really love this character. She's voiced by Greg Griffin, Daphne. All right. Yeah. I just, I like that it's so contrasted to Daphne in this case. And she, she has a wide variety of talents when it comes to her voice acting, so I'm not surprised, but I just like seeing how different those two characters were in this episode. Things that I like with that is because sometimes when other people voice act two different characters, you can kind of tell because they'll slide into, like, another character while voice act. That doesn't happen at all. Mm -hmm. So next week, we are going to be doing our special topics episode. Our special topics episode, this can literally be anything Scooby-Doo related. It can be a video game. It can be a crossover. It can be a comic book. It can be anything. Mm -hmm. So, Shannon, would you like to randomize what we will be talking about next week? Sure. watching The Wizard of Ooze. Okay. I don't know what that is. Let's see. It is a crossover. This one actually being with Dynamut. Oh, okay. Okay, so this aired on November 13th, 1976. Here's a premise for the episode coming from Scoobypedia. Swamp Rat and Mudmouth pump half of Bogmire Swamp into Big City, creating chaos. Yeah, Putting half a swamp into a big city seems uh, a bit chaotic. I'm curious to see how the gang's going to play into this. (laughs) So yeah, that's what we'll be talking about next week. In Scooby-Doo news, the only thing I really have to share is that the Scooby-Doo run, which we've mentioned on the podcast in previous episodes, has finally announced the charity that they're working with. They are going to be working with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital which I'm very happy for. I love St. Jude, so yeah. That's a a great charity for the run to be for. If you guys still want to participate, there is still time to register. Go to www.scoobydoorun.com to get more information there. Shannon and I are doing it. Yeah. So we'd love to see you guys do it too. 
If you guys would like to find us on social media, That Groovy Scoopcast is on Facebook at That Groovy Scoopcast, Twitter at Groovy Scoopcast, and Tumblr at That Groovy Scoopcast. And we also just launched our Instagram. You can follow us at That Groovy Scoopcast. We talked about it, I think, the other day on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so definitely go follow us there, too. We're excited just to kind of show some, maybe some pictures behind the scenes of what we're doing here. You can also shoot us an email at thatgroovyscoopcast at gmail.com or check out our website, www.thatgroovyscoopcast.com. And with that, we hope that you enjoyed That Groovy Scoopcast. Come back next week for Scooby Snack Build Time. Bye, guys. Bye.